Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. Or call me Charlie, it doesn't matter. With me, as always, just across the desk. We look like we're side-by-side on the live video, but we're not, because the shelves are not lining up. They're not. (laughs) Is Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, but not everything. And uh, usually you go by Nate, but... Charlie, I have to cut in and apologize for something real quick. All right. And I I just wanted to say it's about time. I was spreading false rumors and shoddy statistics there for quite some time, but it does because I wasn't here on the show because you weren't here and this has gone on for a long time. And I, you know, I've let it gone on long enough. It turns out that you do happen to be roughly six, eight. That that is something that that was uncovered. It is about time. <laughs> you have picture proof, don't you? I do. Now the picture could have been doctored for all I know. No. I haven't verified mm. with any independent news sources. There's no Facebook fact check on this, so we don't know for sure. But it does seem like maybe you are in fact six eight. It was technical <clears throat> what were the technical specs of it? Two seven and seven eight. Six, seven, and seven, eights. Six, seven, and seven, eights. <laughs> Two, seven, and seven, now, eights. Now, I'll concede. I'll concede. <laughs> I'll concede that I had my shoes on for this measurement. Oh, my God. So Now, now the truth is coming back out. <laughs> so okay. Remove. I recant my apology. Remove half no. an inch, and I'm about six, seven, and a half. Okay. Well, without shoes not, on. That's not six, eight, so, is it? Yeah. This was an, an actual hospital measurement. Never mind, guys. I was right <laughs> so, all along. <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, six eight gate is alive and well. We don't we don't want to lose any of these conspiracies. You know, we want to talk about them as if they exist. But yeah. uh you know, I'm above six five. Yeah. I'm in between six five and six ten. Yeah. I've we'll I've leave it at that. I've rescinded my apology. It's it's uh it's gone. Now. No, you're you six you know the rule, you're not supposed to you're apologize six, about it. Six seven anything. and we all know. Okay. <laughs> now I mean seriously, like what if you had high heels on while you were in there, like Wes just said? I did not have high heels. But shoes matter. Mm-mm. Hashtag shoes matter, don't they? They do matter. Okay. And I would never wear high heels. Were you born like with someone. were you born with shoes on? No. No. So we don't know the actual height anymore, guys. It turns out six eight gate is alive and well. <laughs> Todd wants to know okay. if this was a Dominion scale. <laughs> it was. It was. Charlie's actually six feet. To yeah. tell you the truth. But um Turns out you can't that's that uh that Measuring stick no longer exists. No, it's gone. <laughs> can't find it it's to got, verify. It got blown up. <laughs> All right. Hey, oh. this is morning time, by the way. It's Good Morning Liberty, and we rarely do morning shows unless you're in Hawaii or or somewhere else where mm. it's actually morning around 3 p.m. or whenever it is that we normally do shows. That's because we do all kinds of stuff all day, 
We used to do a show every morning. Charlie would go live around like 7 a.m. Sherp. And then I would go live around 7.30 or 8 or whatever it was. And we would just talk about whatever it is that we wanted to talk about. Then we started the podcast and we found out it's kind of difficult to get both of us together in the morning time because of our prior engagements when it comes to what are you showing right there? Oh, your centimeters? (laughs) 202.9 centimeters tall. Mm, With shoes on. Yeah, I did have shoes on. Yeah, with shoes on. Okay, all right. I see you were misleading me there for a little bit. But we talk life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every day of the week when we want to. We don't do it on those pesky days where we don't want to. So you want to find us on the days where we want to talk about those things. And on the other days, you got 377 episodes that you can go through and listen to. And they're not all exactly time sensitive. Yeah, we talk about some headline news and some important news, but there's, it's the principle behind those things that can, you can use the next time you see some kind of a crazy headline like that. So you want to go through and take the 377 episode challenge. We're catching up on some Christmas time news right now today. Uh, Charlie, I wanted you to run us through Rand Paul's waste report so we can talk about some of the ridiculous things in it and just how good the government is at spending your money. Yeah, and everybody gets mad at Bezos, you know, for having <laughs> his wealth or now they're now they're going after Musk mm-hmm. because he's like number two or number three now. And uh, number two, he could take over Bezos, actually, in the next, <laughs> which is crazy tomorrow. Today, yeah, he, he could take over today, depending <clears throat> on. If Tesla shares want to go up by $100 or not. And Amazon's shares want to go down. It, yeah. It's crazy. It's true. Um, and so everybody's coming after him and Bill Gates and all these people. Anyway, um, for, this is from fee.org. Um, Holy crap. Hold on. Wes just brought up your new tagline, by the way. Are you the tallest libertarian? That we know of. <clears throat> the tallest known libertarian? Uh, probably. Because what's, what's Vince Vaughn? Like six, six, something like that. Six, five, six, five. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if he has shoes mm-hmm. on. Yeah. When Did they you w- run into any taller people when we were at, um, when we were at any of the Young Americans for Liberty stuff or Politicon mm-hmm. or anything like that? I haven't. And in my opinion, that makes Charles Thompson the tallest libertarian. I'm at least there in the go. top one percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are, we know that for sure. Yeah, I can guarantee <laughs> that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, as far as I have seen. That is my new title, the tallest libertarian around. It sounds like I am a display at a carnival. <laughs> Folks, come and see the tallest libertarian around. <laughs> it's serious though, when you walk into a room, like if I'm if I'm with you, especially if your brother's there too. Which is Brett. weird because you're not short. I'm not. I'm six two. You're six two. I'm a, it's not short. I'm above average height, which is my joke my joking pickup line for girls mm-hmm. if I happen to wingman at some time, like you know. I'm above average height and it's Charlie like standing around me or Brett standing around me. And I like to say stupid stuff to girls because mm-hmm. I have no, I have no end game. <laughs> so I like to say the stupidest things possible. Yeah. So I, I have said, you know, I'm actually above average height. And uh, yes, um, John Cusack is definitely my dad. That's right. You can tell by looking at me and it works. And 90% of the time it works every time okay. I would say you are. <laughs> John Wick. <laughs> John Wick, yes. Yeah. I've got my uh, crappy Keanu Reeves facial hair going on right now. I just need to grow the hair out. So, okay. <clears throat> what about Glenn Jacobs? That uh, is true. Is he, is he that tall? I don't know tall? if he's taller than me. Is his height on his Wikipedia page? <laughs> he, he, may be, he may be. He's definitely bigger than me. 
I would say he's in better shape. Um, oh, he is seven foot tall. No. There you go. Oh, come on. Seven foot 323. But is he technically a Republican? He's or is two, he libertarian? He's is he libertarian mayor? Mm. Is he full libertarian? I don't think so. I, I, Who knows? I think he ran as an independent. So. Well, gosh, hey. dang it. They, you know, the live group quickly destroyed that. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the good thing. We got a, we got a real time fact check going on. That's right. All the time. The second tallest libertarian we know. <laughs> all right. Uh, back to wasteful government. Uh, Marie says he is a Republican. He's an elected Republican. Mm. So all you got to do is register for the Libertarian Party and you could be the tallest libertarian mm. with a t capital L. I don't know about that. We'll <laughs> is see. it worth it? We'll see. All right, go ahead. <clears throat> but Marisa's saying that he's a Ron Paul Republican, which I respect. Okay. All right. More waste from the government. Smart toilets, Afghan book clubs, and lizard treadmills. <laughs> Rand Paul's report exposes $55 billion in government waste. This is this is so infuriating, mm -hmm. these kinds of things. And Rand Paul does this every single year. Um, you know, interestingly enough, we have uh, a, an organization called the Beacon Center, here in Nashville that exposes Tennessee waste. It's mm. called the Pork Report that they come out with every single year, and it's very interesting as well. And so I just don't understand how the, this type doesn't get more coverage because if I feel like if the media picked this kind of thing up, more people would be upset about what our politicians actually spend money on. Everyone's plenty upset about the foreign aid that's, that's going out, and, and rightfully so. I, I think that that is one of the first times I've seen so many people upset about foreign aid after this newest spending bill, but people don't realize, I mean, we're wasting so much money, not just in foreign aid, but in li lizard treadmills. <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of stuff. This is just amazing. So coming from fee.org, the libertarian leaning Kentucky lawmaker, which is Rand Paul's report for 2020 finds an astounding, $54.7 billion wasted by the federal government this year. That's not even an exhaustive figure for the federal government, nor does it account for the vast levels of waste by state and local governments. To put the nearly, which by the way, they're all in debt. And, but what they're meaning there is like, he didn't, this is not we comb through every single bit of potential waste that there was. Here's just what we found here's so far. eight ridiculous programs right. I can name that we paid for. And I mean, we all know the actual waste is somewhere around $3 trillion. Yeah. Something like that. So to put the nearly $55 billion wasted in context, Paul's office explains that this is equivalent to wasting the taxes of more than 5.4 million Americans. It's enough money to build a two-lane road that wraps around the entire earth 18 times over. Woo. It's but enough can it money go to the moon and back? <laughs> it's enough money to buy every single American a 40-inch flat screen TV, which we all need. Yes, seriously. According to the Senator's report, the National Institutes of Health spent millions studying if people will eat bugs and millions more trying to invent a smart toilet. The federal agency also spent millions trying to reduce hookah smoking rates among Eastern <laughs> Mediterranean youth and $31.5 to fund an allergy-faked study. Allegedly faked. Oh, sorry, an allegedly faked study linking e-cigarettes to heart attacks. Yet perhaps the most bizarre examples of how politicians spend our taxpayer money 
come from how the government uses it overseas. I just wanted to say real quick, they spent millions studying if people will eat bugs. You don't need to spend millions studying that. Has anyone in the free market released some bug products for people to eat? I know people have released some cricket bars and mm -hmm. stuff like that. How are those going? There's your there's your study right there. Are people doing it? Are 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 people doing it? Is someone in the free market would they be allowed to do it by the FDA? That'd be another question. But if people would eat bugs, then someone in the free market is going to capitalize on that. You don't have to spend millions of taxpayer money on that. No, you sure don't. Or anything else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to reduce hookah smoking rates. Look, if you like your hookah, you can keep your hookah. Okay? <laughs> in, the, in Eastern Mediterranean youth, yeah. we need to make sure that we reduce hookah smoking rates. Um, all right. So we spent $8.6 billion on anti-drug efforts in Afghanistan, the report <laughs> finds. Hundreds of thousands went to art classes for Kenyans, Afghan, and Pakistani book clubs, and funding for Sri Lankan think tanks. In a truly baffling example, tens of millions were spent to combat truancy in the Philippines. By the way, $8.6 in anti-drug efforts in Afghanistan, while we're also funding you know, the growing of heroin, <laughs> things like that in Afghanistan. Yeah, we're also <laughs> taking all of their poppy. Like all these poppy fields, yeah. these are ours. This crazy. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie War Machine on Netflix. It's got Brad Pitt in it. Um, it's pretty good, but it's uh, I can't remember the name of the general that he's playing. Um, but he goes over there. He he's he's talking some good stuff. He's talking about how every time you kill a terrorist, uh, you get two more that pop up in their place and and stuff like that. And I'll never forget this scene where he takes them out and they're growing. They're growing this poppy out there and he's like well, why don't we grow why don't we grow cotton and the guy or the guy's like yeah cotton would grow here really well but the the u.s congress is not going to allow taxpayers to fund growing that's going to compete with the u.s cotton growers on the open market so we're growing heroin instead yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious it's insane <laughs> So a couple examples here from uh, Rand Paul's Twitter here. The U.S. Agency for International Development is spending $37.5 million to help deal with truant Filipino youth. So we, we can't have truancy out there, folks. Mm -mm. We got to combat that. The research has also spent funds from the National Science Foundation grants worth $1.5 million to walk lizards on a treadmill. <laughs> I am in the wrong business. You are. We're, Jesus. Oh, man. I could. That sounds fun. Honestly. Let's walk. I just imagine these little collars just, with these little leashes. Just a little pitter patter of <laughs> their feet. you're holding the leash and they're on the treadmills and you're just walking them. How many times for fun did they turn that sucker all the way up? Just so <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> it's poor lizards. The military wasted lots of taxpayer money, too, Paul's report reveals, which is never shocking, by the way. The Department of Defense somehow, what was that, in 2013 or 14? Oh, it's Over the years, they've just, trillions. they've just misplaced like $5 trillion. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what happened to it. So it allegedly lost $715 million worth of equipment that was intended for Syrians to use to fight ISIS. Mm. I thought we hated Syria. Well, they're fighting ISIS. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, $174 million went to lost drones in Afghanistan. 
And we spent $3.1 million on a police complex that now sits unused. Good Lord. Is that in Minneapolis? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. They might have had some peaceful protests that led to that. I don't, we don't know the backstory on it. Oh, man. <laughs> so what can be done to stop all this waste? It would simply require voters to hold Congress's feet to the fire and force them to actually hold agencies accountable for how taxpayer money is spent. Congress has every tool it needs to fight and end government waste, Paul said. It's just a matter of finding the willpower to use them. They don't, though. They, no. I mean, they do have <clears> the <throat> tools. They don't have the incentive. They don't and, care. And we'll talk about that here. Unfortunately, fiscally responsible politicians like Paul are the exception, not the rule. As Nobel Prize winning economist Milton Friedman famously explained, government spending is inherently prone to waste. Why? Now, why would that be? Could you imagine for a second? You can spend your money on yourself, in which case you'll be quite judicious with it. You can also spend your money on someone else or someone else's money on yourself. In either, in either case, you'll still have a strong incentive to spend the money responsibly. Yet Friedman identified a fourth scenario. If I spend somebody else's money on somebody else, I'm not concerned about how much it is. And I'm not concerned about what I get, the economist wrote. And that's government. Now, if I could spend someone else's money on my mom, she would probably have a house and a car and a yacht. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of vacations. All kinds of stuff. It wouldn't matter. If I could swipe someone else's credit card for everything I wanted to give my mom, that's everything. That, she would have everything, and I wouldn't care. And that is how, it, that is how um, Friedman's, the, the quadrant goes. Uh, when you're spending your money on yourself, you're worried about both the value and the, and the price, so the, the quality and the price. And when you're spending your money on someone else, you're worried about the price, not as much about the actual value or the quality of the expenditure. When you're spending someone else's money on yourself, you're worried about the value or the quality, but not really about the price. And then you could be spending someone else's money on someone else. And you're not worried about either one of those things. Mm -hmm. So it's a, and that is like what Friedman said, that is government. That is what government, the, the government spends in the least efficient quadrant of that money expenditure all the time. Someone else's money on someone else. So it really is the fact that the people need to care more about this because Congress is elected by the people. They are worried about whether or not they're going to get reelected. And all of these answers really are getting the people to care about these things. Well, you see, Congress <clears throat> washes their hands of it mm -hmm. by doing what? Well, all these agencies have been created. So what they do are they're like, you know, they're, all these agencies like the Department of Defense and the National Science Foundation and all this are like, hey, well, we need... We just need this budget. And then they have the discretion to spend that on whatever they want. And Congress is like, we didn't approve lizards walking on a treadmill. No. That wasn't my, I didn't vote for that. Is there a vote? There's no vote for that. That's the agency. That's the president's that's, fault. <laughs> yeah. That's the executive branch's fault. So, so they, they abdicate mm. themselves um, of the responsibility to actually take a vote. You know, you see spending bills, are supposed to be, I believe, in nine parts, and they're supposed to be voted on, and the and the spending um, that takes place, the power of the purse, is supposed to be held in the House of Representatives, Congress. That's Congress's job. Which is the closest representation of the people exactly. that we have. The closest direct representation in the federal in the, government. In the federal government. In the yeah. federal government. And so that should be, the Congress has the power of the purse. What they should do is not 
these overarching, sweeping, massive omnibus bills that they have. Thomas Massey does a, an amazing job of breaking this down on his YouTube. Go check it out sometime. But what they should be doing is they should have, I, th I believe it's nine different spending bills. And inside of those spending bills, it should tell you exactly how much money is going to where and for what. So if lizards walking on a treadmill was supposed to be spent, then that should be in there. And then that way, your representative is is uh, counted. His vote, his or her vote is counted. And you could see how ridiculous they are when it comes to spending this kind of stuff. But you see, they don't do that anymore. They found a way around to blame someone else and always be like, well, I didn't, that wasn't me. I didn't vote for that. And uh, that's how they, that's how they get around it. And who's left with the bill? You are. And it's this whole thing. When we say taxation is theft, it not only is it theft, but it's absolutely abhorrent and disgusting what they then do with the money. You know, it's one thing. If you're stealing my money to help kids with cancer, it, you could you could make a better case mm -hmm. that something good is happening with it. It's another thing to steal my money and then go walk lizards on a treadmill as if that's something that I would that I I can't sleep at night until I know that lizards are walking on treadmills. That is what makes your life. That's what gives your life meaning. That's what gives my life meaning. And it's it. it, it does, and I want to know cares? their names. Who cares if you couldn't pay their pay your bills? Right. Then we got freaking lizards walking on freaking treadmills over here. Do they have laser beams attached? They got to their freaking, freaking laser beams attached to their heads. Okay. <laughs> so now that's pretty this cool. Is, this is important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least if we had sharks with laser beams attached to their freaking heads, I mean, there'd be something cool. Now, this makes for a good TikTok or YouTube video, the lizards walking on treadmills. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen the video, so I have received no value from it. I could have at least gotten a good laugh. Exactly. You know, I hadn't even gotten that yet. <clears throat> for, so For the thousands of dollars. And, and they do a good job talking about what this money could be used for. Um, for, for instance... $55 billion, well, that could build a two-lane road that wraps around the entire Earth 18 times. 18 times. Yeah. Roads. But it's because taxes are because of roads? Right. Yeah. Well, here's a waste worth of a road that could go around the entire Earth 18 times. Okay? <laughs> waste. Lizards on freaking treadmills. Yeah. Making sure we have heroin in Afghanistan. Stuff like that. Roads. Taxes are for roads, though, guys. My roads. And then also, I wanted to point out, that $55 billion is really close to what the entire Department of Education budget is. The Department of Education budget, I believe, is $63 billion, something like that. Maybe it's around 67 or 68 right now. You're talking about being able to, if you were someone who wanted to spend that money somewhere, you could double the Department of Education budget with the money that they wasted on all this worthless crap. Why isn't anyone mad about this? It's insanity. People who actually do think the government should spend this money and that they they acquired it rightfully and that, that it's okay. Why aren't they mad that this $55 billion went to these things and that it didn't go to double the Department of Education budget? You know, why aren't they upset about that? Mm. So, all right, well, that's uh, that's Rand Paul's Waste Report. We appreciate Rand Paul uh, for doing that. He's one of the few senators <laughs> that actually sends money back to the Treasury yeah. from his office budget. They get a ridiculous office budget every year for new furniture and, you know, pens and pads and all that. And he's one of the only ones. I tell you, I, I still support Rand Paul. If he ran for president in 2024, I'd probably vote for him unless there's someone who is uh, more 
uh, I won't say more libertarian, but more viable and libertarian mixed together as he is, uh, he would he'd still get my vote. I don't care that he cozied up to Trump over the last four years. I think that was very smart of him to do. I think that he... I, I think that he is more libertarian than he lets on in his actual actions. I think he's just trying to skirt the line uh, between making sure he gets reelected, actually getting bills uh, to the floor or amendments to the floor, if they can do that, actually having some pool in Washington. I think being able to call the president and talk to him and and get in his get in his head about stuff. I think it definitely helped when it came to Iran. I think that um, I think it's I think libertarians seriously downplay how important Rand Paul's strategy has been. And people have to wonder, we all know the saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. But we never really seem to think about what that would look like if someone actually did that. And when you're doing that, you don't you don't advertise it, by the way. Like if someone's your enemy, you don't say, oh, by the way, I'm hanging out with this guy. Friends close, enemies closer, right? That's why I'm shaking hands with him because mm-hmm. you're my enemy. No, you wouldn't do that. You would act like he was your friend and you would play the part the whole time. And you would want to get as close as you could to that person. And you don't say, oh, by the way, this I can't stand this guy. I'm just doing this so I can have power. Because that destroys the whole purpose exactly. of the whole thing. So when you say friends close and your enemies closer, what would that actually look like? It would look like your best friend that you were cozied up to was actually one of your biggest enemies. And that you knew that. And you, you were being smart. Either that or he's just a giant hypocrite. Either, which which is, one do you think is more feasible? That's exactly <clears throat> what we do. Yeah. We're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is just a ploy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is you just know? because we need to have the podcast going. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. We're we're actually enemies with each other. All right. Speaking we've of we've never been closer. <laughs> sp- speaking of dumb stuff right here, Jamal Bowman, a congressman elect from New York, I believe, calls capitalism slavery. And says that the Democrats should follow the squad, not what Barack Obama has to say. Ugh. So, Jamal Bowman. As he prepares to enter Congress in the new year, Rep- Representative-elect Jamal Bowman says in a new interview that he believes capitalism is slavery by another name. For me, we have to ask ourselves, as a quote, is this current system of capitalism working for the majority of the American people? Bowman explained, adding that he does not believe the answer is yes. It is interesting that he says, is the current system of capitalism working? Yeah. The one where the government controls everything that the capitalists do? I believe our, continuing to quote here, I believe our current system of capitalism is slavery by another name. We've moved from the physical chattel enslavement and physical racial segregation to a plantation economic system, he continued. One that keeps the majority of Americans unemployed. I love that when they combine all of these things and they start with the worst thing. It keeps the majority of Americans unemployed or underemployed or struggling just to survive while the power elite continues. So you say that stuff like it keeps the majority and you name all these terrible things and then name one thing that actually encompasses the majority of Americans. Yeah, (laughs) That's what you'd have to do. Anyway, while the power elite continues to concentrate wealth in the hands of a few and allow large corporations to pretty much run the world as multinational corporations. I've always thought that the word multinational corporations was of 
I'm like, okay. Like, how is that a bad thing? Uh, yeah, I'm like, both multinational corporations. Okay. Is that supposed to be a bad word? Am right. I supposed to be really scared right now? I don't understand why that's always been a, like some kind of bad word that people use. And it's insane. He talks about concentrating wealth in the hands of the few and, allow, and allowing large corporations to pretty much run the world. All the while, I'm sure he supports shutting down everyone except for the large corporations who have continued to be essential throughout this entire pandemic. Yeah. You can't shut down all of them because there has to be some form of product delivery to people or we'll just all sit in our houses and starve to death because none I mean, of us know how to farm. I mean, he, he probably still has to wipe his ass. He probably needs that old TP. Yeah. More than likely. So the New York Democrat and future squad member. I don't know if he wipes his own. But. He might. <laughs> Who knows? I was I also. Wipe, I wipe my own ass. You know, everyone's all upset about Jeff Bezos and how much his wealth is going up right now. And um, I was talking to my wife about it last night. And this is, y'all, you got to find yourselves a good old libertarian wife. I tell you what, because it makes conversations so much easier. We were talking about Jeff Bezos last night. And she's like, well, me, I'm grateful that Amazon existed this year. She's like, where else would I have been able to get all my stuff? She's like, this is, she's like, what would, I, what would we have done if Amazon was not able to deliver us packages overnight or over the two, over the past couple of days, she's like, they wouldn't have been able to shut down anything. They wouldn't have been able to do any of the lockdowns at all, which actually now we're making the argument to, it makes me not like Amazon. Hold on. Cause then we would, <laughs> <laughs> but, but still people on the left should be grateful that it, at least mindful of the fact that it's a good thing. Amazon existed to be able to, to take care of the needs of the people how does that never like enter into someone's head that it's a good thing they existed? I think we have a, a generation of, and then this may be too simple, but idiots. I, to me, it's a generation of ungratefulness. Yeah, true. They just don't, they don't think about those things because they, even in people in my generation, they grew up with those things as expectations, you know, like, oh, well, I have a phone because I just have one. Like I, the, I'm owed one. How, how, how do you not have a because phone? Because phones exist. So because you have phones, a phone. Yeah. Phones exist, right? Amazon exists. It just is. Now we have to tackle the problems inside of Amazon and the fact that all this wealth is going to one person. That's the problem. Never mind that I use it all the time. Mm. You know how many people who rail against Amazon that use Amazon? Oh, it's got to be lot a lot. Them. Yeah. I don't know the data on it, but Quite it has to be a lot because. That there's what 180 million Prime members now. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So, I mean, statistically, a lot of those people do not like Amazon. Right. Well, they like Amazon. They do. Yeah. But publicly, they don't like Amazon right. on social media. I literally, I don't think, I, I maybe got two gifts outside of Amazon, um, but the, they literally, I ship those too. Yeah. I, I didn't go to a single store. I went to the Dollar General, the local. Dollar dollar store here uh, on Christmas Eve night because I ran out of wrapping paper. And <clears throat> luckily they were open till 10. And I thanked the, the nice young man that was working. Yeah. And wished him a Merry Christmas and a happy Hanukkah de holidays. Yes. And, and Boxing Day. And Boxing Day. And Kwanzaa. And Kwanzaa. Yep. Yes. And Happy Halloween. I went through all of them because yeah. I didn't want, you know. I took off my blackface before I went in there. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to be offensive. <laughs> so wait, was this on Halloween? You were wearing blackface no, on Christmas was, Eve? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's a tradition. You know, I didn't want to talk about it. 
I didn't want to talk about it, but it's something, something we do. That's Christmas Eve at the Thompson house, guys. All right, the New York... I just went through all the holidays. I didn't want to be offensive. No, just know? as a leftist, what would you... <laughs> I can't wait for someone to pull that clip someday. Oh, it's going to be so good. I at... took it off before I went in there. <laughs> that's not I took it off. Oh, man. It puts you right up there with the with Justin Trudeau, you know? <laughs> the new... <laughs> No, what I was going to say, if you're a, if you're with your communist uncle sometime, just have them play out how the lockdowns would have gone if we didn't have the delivery or the curbside pickup. By the way, you know, Amazon is the one that started the grocery pickup and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that until Amazon started doing pickups and, and deliveries for places. The other places did not do that. And then you had Instacart come along. Yeah. And it was Amazon that started this. Shipped, I believe, is another grocery mm-hmm. delivery service. So just yeah. like it was Amazon that started the review system online. Yes. Like that what would we have done had Bezos not ever existed or Amazon not been allowed to get to where they are right now? If you're talking to your communist uncle, how do they see the lockdowns playing out and keeping people in their houses and not having any of the at-home delivery systems that we have right now? that have obviously been created and revolutionary, uh, revolutionized by Amazon. How do they see both of those things happening? What do they see 2020 being like? How many more people dead, you think, yeah. if Amazon had not existed and people would have had to go into public for every single thing they ever needed? What do, what do you think? This, this reminds me of that, um, that old Jordan Peterson. It's old now. It's like four years ago. He was given this little talk. And this is before yeah, I think he got super famous. He was giving this little talk to these college kids and he was just explaining. He, he was saying that he's stunned every single day when he walks outside and the world's just not burning. Like it's a miracle that all these things work. It did, and this is a, you know, a lack of understanding and ignorance of history <clears throat> and ignorance of the plight of humanity and the day and age that we live in now where we have so much even the poorest among us has so much that that we look at those who have more than us and think try somehow think it's not fair. It's like, you know, he, he describes um, these two people who are ruined. It's what he what he calls them. One's an I believe one's an alcoholic and one's a um, you know a, a paraplegic or something. He he has some kind of deformity from a motorcycle accident. And they work together as a lineman on the electric on electricity. They can do the job of one person. And then he goes and look, the lights are on, <laughs> and that's how our society works. Yeah. And so it's it's to me it's this ungratefulness of. And I'm not saying things can't be better. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that you should look around and be like, oh my god, how how does this how is this even this possible? Pet a cat when you encounter one on the street. Yeah. How in the world Rule number 12. did all of this happen? You know, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable that we exist as we do. Because mm-hmm. if you take a look around the world, it's not even history. You take a look around the world and about 80 to 90% of the rest of the world lives nothing like we do. They live nothing like the poorest among us live. It's just, to me, it's astounding. It is. It is. And I don't know what it's going to take for people to see that. I hope that it's not seeing it here that it's going to take for people to finally realize that. But I'm, I, I worry that people have to see things fail with their own eyes 
and then blame it on, you know, the wrong person, Stalin or whoever it is that's running the place at that time. We'll see. I really, um, you know, just uh, just take care of yourself and your family, and, and um, that way you don't have to worry about that doomsday scenario. I'm going to continue in the article here. The New York Democrat and future squad member said in his argument, said that his argument was only reinforced by the coronavirus pandemic, which has disproportionately impacted people of color. Now, this is, I was looking at some stats the other day. You're actually not, there's there's not a higher mortality rate, really. It's a a higher infection rate, and it's really it's really affecting people of a lower economic status, which happens to be disproportionately people of color. And that that's actually what's what's really happening here. And so I really don't like that it's, you know, this is some kind of a racist virus or something like that. Um, I think we run into the same the same outliers we see with police brutality and things like that, that uh, the drug laws and all that are going to disproportionately affect people of color uh, because they disproportionately affect people with a lower economic status. And and there's that cycle that continues. So anyway, Quote, the pandemic has revealed it. With almost 300,000 dead from the pandemic, disproportionately black and brown, and Jeff Bezos is the first 200 billionaire. In this next six years, he might become the first trillionaire. I hope he does. I think that'll, I think that'll be awesome. I thought you were going to be the first trillionaire. Well, I'll be the first quadrillionaire instead. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll just keep, I'll just best him. Anyway, he says, quote, that's slavery by another name. It's a system that's not working, so we need a new system. Jesus. Yeah. Ugh, good Lord. Um, press representatives for the congressman-elect could not immediately be reached for further clarification. Bowen also acknowledged his criticisms of the former President Barack Obama, who warned against sloganeering on issues like police reform by using phrases like defund the police. Obama has been out there basically trying to uh, tamp down the crazy lefty socialist that's been coming out of Congress and all of that and saying that you're not going to win elections like this. You're not actually ever going to get to power. If you say you got to be more strategic or strategic like me, you got to be you got to have strategy and not say those things, but do them. That's (laughs) that's what you actually got to do. Get elected and then enact your socialism. I don't think Obama is a standard we should be striving towards. I think the squad is more of a standard we should be striving towards because I think the squad is more responsive to what's happening today in our streets. Ugh. Is he going to be the first male member of the squad? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe this is his audition right now. Maybe he transitions. I think Obama represents a certain demographic of the Democratic Party, but the Democratic Party is big and diverse tent. I think the squad and myself represent more of what's happening right now in the party, on the ground, in the streets, particularly with the parts of the community that we haven't always engaged very well. So he's calling capitalism slavery. And I just wanted to explain, I wanted to explain the two systems because we're going to talk about one system versus another. In one system... If you want things from other people, then you've got to provide those people with something in return. Okay, there's one system. And in the other system, if you want things from other people, they have to work to provide those things to you and you don't have to give them anything in return. Which one of those is slavery? It sounds like the first one. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, you got to name them. So the first system would be capitalism, where you have to... That one. if you That's slavery, yeah. Yeah. If you want something from another person, you have to provide something that that person wants. 
and then the two of you have a mutual agreement and you exchange value with one another. Yeah, and you're both thinking, hey, we both win. And you both win. You both say thank you Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And then in the other system, you want something from someone else and they have to work to provide that thing for you, but you don't have to provide anything back to anyone of any kind of value. And that's not slavery somehow. Yeah. That someone else has to work to provide you with the things that you want, but you don't have to work to provide those things for anyone else or to exchange value for those things. All other people are just forced to work to provide things for you. Yeah. That sounds more like slavery Mm. to me. A little bit. Doesn't a little bit sound like slavery? Well, is that one called socialism? That one's called socialism. Oh, that's not slavery then. <laughs> it's not. It's <laughs> free and it's a equal equality. Yeah, equity. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. That sounds like the most equitable thing you can do. But that's all we're talking about right now is how do you get things? Like, you still need stuff. Under socialism, you're going to need stuff. And what they boil down to slavery is the fact that if you need things, you have to work. That you have to provide things to others to receive things. That if someone else is going to work for you to provide you with food, and they're a farmer, well, then you're going to have to work to provide them with electricity for their house, or whatever it is. Or a diagnosis for their medical or problem. Di- yeah, or whatever. You're going to have to build them a house, or something like that, that you guys actually exchange. There's some kind of crazy idea that under socialism or communism, no one has to work and everyone's going to have everything they want. That's not going to, someone's going to have to work. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to have to work to provide the things that everyone gets for free under socialism. So the, the idea that somehow having to work to provide things to others so you can receive things is slavery, is it completely insane. And it says that instead you should not have to work while other people are forced to work, which is actually slavery. Yeah, that's, I don't know how else to spell this out. Well, and you notice what he does here throughout this entire article. He just throws out certain things and just he calls it slavery. And then you're just supposed to believe it. <laughs> that's that's it. That's that's what he does. Because he said it's slavery. Right. That's what most people that's what most people. He didn't provide explanation for why it's slavery. He no. said it's just not working for most people. It's not fair. It's not fair. Because I'm gonna take the most extreme example <laughs> of the most successful person history has ever known so far. I'm going to take that example right there. Yeah. And, and then I'm going to I'm going to pin the rest of everyone else. I mean, my god, if you're a millionaire, let's say your your net worth is 1 million dollars. That's not even I mean, what percentage of 200 billion is that? 0. 0.000 <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like mathing today. 1%? I'm not even going to attempt. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. You realize every billion has a thousand millions in it. A thousand millions yeah. in it. So <laughs> two hundred two hundred thousand millions. It's like two million millions or something. I don't, who knows anymore? Yeah. It's math is math is actually just for rich white people. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's, and I'm not rich. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. But, it, this kind of stuff just disgusts me, dude. That's why I always want to. I want. He doesn't explain why it's slavery. He says it's not working for most people. He brings up, like you said, the most successful person in maybe human history. I don't know if you look at the net wealth of other people throughout history, whether or not they have more wealth than that. I would say the wealthiest individual um, in our history. And 
doesn't well, mention as far what, as as far as like free trade and things go. Because I mean, you could take like the Saudi family. Yeah, you know, whatever the royal some kings families. and stuff. That, right. Yeah, I got you. They just have unlimited like national wealth. Yeah. And I don't know how much that is, but or if you looked at the amount of gold they had then and what the price of gold is now, and then you apply that wealth mm -hmm. to them, which is what a Somehow. lot of people would do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't mention how Bezos got the wealth. He's assuming that it's through some kind of theft mm -hmm. in some kind of way, not because Amazon provides value to hundreds of millions of people around, around the whole world. They provide value to people who freely decide to pay their 130 bucks a year to have their Amazon Prime account and are able to get their packages, their groceries, or watch movies, or do whatever it is that they want to do. And and so there's value there. Not to mention, the bulk of that value is just because Amazon's stock price is a certain price. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is. If Amazon's stock price goes through a crash 30%, something like that, like it did earlier in the year, Bezos's net wealth drops by 30%. That's or roughly that amount, amount because mm -hmm. almost all of his wealth is just tied up in Amazon's stock. Literally almost all of it. That's it. Yeah. And their stock's not even tied to the amount of profit that they've taken in. Way more valuable than the amount of profit they're taking yeah. in. It's still speculative value. Good Lord. What's Amazon's worth now? Almost a trillion? Just oh, about? it's more than that, I think. Is it more than a trillion now? I think, well, it, it's it's pretty close to that. We'll have to see. Somewhere around that. Somewhere around that mark. Yeah. All right. Well. Could you um, imagine if Bezos does become a trillionaire? <laughs> nope. That'd be crazy. How cool is that? Do you want to just talk about the? Uh, the you know good... what that? You know what that does to me when I hear that? I'm like, oh my god, that's possible. Yeah, it's awesome. Like that's cool. I love it. That's really cool. And you know, these people, you know, most rich people that have a lot of money, do so many good things for people. And I'm not talking like charity and things like that. One point seven trillion. Amazon is. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, well, good for them. And so uh, in the last quarter, so they're worth $1.7 by the way, and we've done this before on the podcast. Their last quarter was $5 billion in profit. $5 billion. And even if that was, which is one of their highest quarters, I think, even if that was all year, it'd be $20 billion in profit. Uh, you, you realize like they're worth $1.7 trillion. And I don't even know if they've made it to $100 billion in profit yet total since they have came into existence. Mm -hmm. I don't even think they hit that yet. It's all projected value of the company later on. It's just speculation. Actually, all the price of a stock is, is your representation of what you think the future price of the stock will be. You would buy it and own it if you think it's going to be higher someday. And you would sell it if you think it's not going to be higher someday. And, and that's what the price of a stock is. So it becomes a speculative game anyway. Are other people going to continue to buy this stock? Okay, good. Then I can buy it and I can still own it. Does it matter how much money they bring in? Eh, I don't know. It's Amazon. I don't think it really matters. You know, I'm just going to keep mm -hmm. buying it. Look at Tesla. You know, they're worth yeah. more than all the other car companies combined. Are they profitable for a couple quarters? <laughs> That's it. But what makes them profitable? They were so, <laughs> they're selling credits. Yeah. Of, uh, of uh, emission standards, basically. Yeah. And they're, pre they're pre-ordering cars that they haven't even started to produce yet. But it looks like uh, right here, they said they're going to beat their delivery target of 500,000 deliveries. So Tesla is making a run back up, just hit a new high of 683.50. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. Oh, that that's is pretty a good, neat. It is crazy. Um, 
Magoo said Amazon's value should shed light on how ridiculous the spending bill was, which I think was a little over. Was it over five billion total for the spending bill? I can't remember. Five billion? Uh, no, trillion. Sorry. Yeah, I, don't, I think I don't know. Something it was like ridiculous. That. Yeah, I know that the first the first stimulus was two point two trillion. The stimulus this time was around a trillion, and then they also rolled it into a total spending bill. And I can't remember exactly what that spending bill was, but it is going to be more than the value of Amazon since they came into existence. And we're just mad about Amazon. And that's how much the government's going to spend, you know, at the end of this year. Right. So just, just tell me about the uh, the Dave Portnoy Barstool Fund real quick. We'll have something good. So right, we yeah. have a few minutes. This left. is something good. So if you guys don't know Dave Portnoy from uh, Barstool Sports, um, can be kind of a douche, but you know, whatever. He's he's uh, fun to follow sometimes. He says, if you're a small business owner in need of help due to the impacts of COVID, you can submit your application at thebarstoolfund.com slash apply. So what he's done, essentially, or what the Barstool family has done, and you'll remember his video where he's like, where he talked about the pandemic and he was like, look, we need to flatten the curve. I get it. We all, Everybody stay home for two weeks. We flatten the curve. And we don't want to run over on our hospitals and all of that. And then he's like, well, what happened to that? What happened to flatten the curve and stay home? Now we have all these lockdowns. You have to let people do things because here's the thing. Uh, Elon Musk said this as well. Without people making stuff, if, if businesses can't run, then there is no stuff for people to get. So, yeah. and that's as simple as it can, as it can be. So you have to let people work and take the risk that they're willing to take anything like that, then uh, then you have to let that happen. So what they did, they set up this fund. It says, if you're able to help, you can make a tax-deductible contribution to support small businesses featured below by clicking Contribute to the Fund. You can also support small businesses by purchasing one of the shirts below. 100% of the net proceeds will go towards supporting small businesses. And so far, as of when we copied this, we had uh, almost $8 million. It's at $10.4 million. $10.4 million yeah. now with about a hundred thousand supporters. It looks like, um, to the fund. So that's people helping people. It's a powerful thing. And this is the free market. Actually, this is going to be way more efficient than anything the government's going to do. Cause this is money going directly to businesses that have gone on this website and they've made an account basically, uh, where you can contribute to their fund. There's something on here, uh, the underdog bar and grill, uh, they've raised $12,500, and so that's what they've raised on here. Um, let's see, Champs Pub, all these say funded. They don't give the amounts anymore, but there's been a, it's only showing the one that hasn't been funded here at the top. Um, 43 total businesses supported out of uh, 87,000 supporters have gotten on here, and there's $10.4 million so far. And so this is this is actual money that is going towards businesses that need a specific amount of money. They went on the website, like the Underdog Bar and Grill here. They said, we need $12,560. That's what we need, probably for some payroll or something like that, or to keep their lights on for a couple more months, or to pay their lease, probably, so they don't lose the building, some kind of thing like that. It, it, this is actual, real, like Maurice said, this is real money. Here, this is not just fake money that got brought from the money printing or anything like that. This is money in the economy that is going to help things inside of the economy freely, voluntarily. I love it. I think it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. People helping people. <laughs> and but, this, this is the, the joy of, of what capitalism can do. 
you know? We are still by far the most charitable nation. Even even after all the taxes and everything else that happens, we're 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 so charitable. And like God, if you're like, gonna be like so charitable. <laughs> if you're gonna be poor anywhere, America is the place to be poor. Let me tell you. I mean, it's like if you need health care, you can go to the hospital. They can't refuse service, <clears throat> by the way. Um, even though they they try to say, well, health care's, you know, the people are underinsured or not insured. It doesn't like if you need help, you can go get help. It's, I'm on GoFundMe right now. Here's a in New Jersey help uh, for uh, Praveen Desini lost his life in the tragic train accident on December 22nd. I believe this is for um, his family. There's two hundred and sixty four thousand dollars raised on this so far. Uh, funeral and family expenses for someone who passed away in a crash in Chicago, $254,000 raised on here. Um, this says Glenn fights for small businesses. Uh, this is $245,000 of $50,000 raised. They asked for $50,000. They're $245,000 now mm-hmm. on here. I just think that this stuff is amazing. People like Bernie think that it's terrible that people go to GoFundMe. They'd rather stick a gun in someone's face. <laughs> and take the money. And that's the best way to do it. But what about people doing it voluntarily? You're not... I mean, when you decide you're going to give the money from the government, you're not saying that people don't need money. You're just saying that you're going to forcefully take the money from people and then give it to people who need money. And GoFundMe is just saying people need money for stuff. And we're going to ask other people to donate it voluntarily. And th- th- that's the only difference. Free. Free. And it's going to be more efficient. There's going to be less waste, less less fraud and abuse. It's amazing. We need to fund something on here. Let's pick one. Pick Pick one of these. Pick one of these. I'll put it in the show notes. And people give anything from a dollar to, you know, a thousand dollars. Yeah. Usually. Um, It's it's unbelievable what people can do together. And I just don't understand how we can equate capitalism to slavery uh, when they're because not only they're not just saying capitalism is slavery. What they're saying is we need a new system and that new system is socialism. That's what they're saying. They want to replace capitalism with socialism, which it is is literally introducing elements of sla- actual slavery. Yeah. So it's like we're going to call one thing slavery and also, then we're going to so introduce you get, slavery. You get to receive things, sorry about that. You get to receive things from people without ever having to produce any value for them. They yeah. just have to produce value for you. They sound like slaves to me. It's, it's unbelievable, <clears throat> man. I was just looking at uh, some of these things on on uh, on GoFundMe. It is crazy. So many of these things are fully funded. Um, I'll find a link to one of them in here if someone wants to chip in ten bucks to it or something like that. That's that's the way that you that's the way that you do it. I'll do it if y'all do it. We'll find one here. Help save my parents. How can you not do that? How can you not? My mother is battling stage four bone cancer. Um, I mean, that sounds, that sounds pretty important right there. So anyway, let's fund something voluntarily. I mean, people are even doing education fundraisers on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if people asking for 40,000, 50,000, it's unbelievable. All right, guys. So, um, we talked a little bit yesterday about how crazy it is that, um, 
all this tech, we've been talking technology all day and just how amazing we all have it. One of the things that we have to point out is there is an amazing app called BetterHelp. You can go to betterhelp.com slash GML. You can download the BetterHelp app on your phone. What that is, they will, they will link you up with a licensed therapist that you can chat back and forth with. You can talk. Can you call them, Charlie, too? Talk to them yeah. on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can call them, do Video all that. chat. Yeah. So it's, you can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash GML. If you're having any issues right now where you're not finding the full happiness or meaning that you can in your life right now, then you might need to talk to someone about it. There could be some some things that you can work out by talking to someone else. We're all, you know, experiencing a little bit of that this year with the lockdowns and social distancing and all that. It's a great year to make sure that you're taking care of yourself uh, mentally. Make sure that you're taking care of your brain, getting your brain right because that really will uh, ripple out into the rest of your life and your relationships and everything if you're not doing that. So go to betterhelp.com slash GML and get linked up with a licensed therapist today. Over a million people on there. I saw an ad for them over the uh, over the uh, Christmas break, actually. And I was like, hey, they sponsor the show. Isn't that cool mm-hmm. that they do that? I use BetterHelp myself. He does. I do. Do you I like sh- it? I showed you all the BetterHelp app yeah. yesterday. I do love it, and I've got a great therapist, and I believe she's from Texas. And uh, but doesn't I don't have to go to Texas to see her? <laughs> it's awesome. You know? she provides therapy uh, over the over the app over a BetterHelp app. Yeah, and uh, in fact, she's messaged me twice over Christmas break here, checking in on me. Nice. And I have yet to message her back. I feel terribly about it, but I'm going through that anxiety. Yeah, where I'm like. Oh, I didn't message back, but mm-hmm. now it's too late. Yeah, now it's weird if, I say if you message back. Now yeah. it's going to be weird. Yeah, but then I still need to do it because it's not yeah. going to be weird. Every day it gets more weird. Yes, you know. And but anyway, she's checked on me, which is really nice because um, we haven't had a conversation in a couple weeks, and I need to schedule one. Um, but uh, it's it's absolutely amazing. If you're having a down day, you can send a message on there. It's I use it myself. I'm telling you guys, there's nothing wrong. The stigma about mental health needs to go away. It's something that you need to set as one of your goals for 2021. Uh, I truly think that it helps so many people, and uh, you should you should do it. So BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash GML. There's a discount on there by signing up through our link, BetterHelp.com slash GML. Uh, I believe you save, is it 10%? 10% off. Yeah. 10% off your first month. I also saw some people took advantage from our little ad yesterday from mastermystonks.com. If you go to the website right now, you can do the free preview of the website for two days. You get all 260, whatever videos there are on there now. I need to go and look and see sometime. You can see the whole website for two days without ever even having to put in your credit card number or anything. So it's not like you're going to automatically get pulled into a subscription a couple days later. You just put in your email and, and that's it, okay? So you can go use the website if you're interested in learning how to day trade, how, and you can use the same principles for swing trading, long-term trading, whatever it is you wanna do. We don't know what's gonna happen in 2021 with the market, but what you can do is learn how to read the charts because the charts are gonna tell you beforehand what's gonna happen. And everyone's gonna act like it's gonna be a crazy surprise, and it's actually not gonna be that big of a surprise. If you know how to read stock charts, you can see the patterns playing out, and you can see what is likely 
to to come up next. And so that is what we talk about. We go live every single morning and do the pre-market analysis and then some live trading after that, starting at 8.30 a.m. Central Time when the market opens. So if you're interested, go to MasterMyStonks, that's S-T-O-N-K-S, MasterMyStonks.com and get signed up today. It's absolutely free. For two days. For two days. No credit card or anything required. That's 48 hours of access. Mm-hmm. So, Just to make sure that you like it before you even start the seven-day free trial, which will start after that. Right. You get nine days of no no, no money. No money at all. Yeah. No money, no honey. Yeah. At that's all. what they say. So mastermytrades.com, mastermystonks.com. Y'all sign up for Patreon. We got a new couple new members just signing up, so we appreciate that. You can pay for the whole year now and get a 15% discount. So sign up, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Be part of the live show. This morning was a morning show. It was so nice. Mm-hmm. It's just a good morning liberty is what it was. <laughs> I woke up and smelled the liberty. And uh, it was delicious and fervent and just impeccable. <laughs> so yeah, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Sign up. Be part of the liberty crowd where we do nothing but talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning and everything. We had a conversation yesterday about what can we do. And the thing that we can do is make sure that these ideas never die. And that's the that's the ultimate goal. As we move closer and closer towards actual slavery and tyranny, we have to ensure that these ideas never die. If people like us don't do something, then there's literally no chance that we're ever going to go in the right direction. Yeah. You know, people who care this much about this decide that they're not going to do anything about it. Then what hope do you have that it's ever going to go right. in the way that we think it should go? And that goes for you guys, too. Yes. You know, write if you want to be a writer. Send me an email. You can write, and we'll publish it on the on the website. We just haven't. We just had a new writer. Yeah. join up. We've had a nice. total of three different writers that are listeners of the podcast mm-hmm. that have written and published on the website. I so. also received some emails about people wanting some internships and things like that. So I have not responded to those yet. Yeah, and I apologize for you that. You need someone I'm, working for you that can respond to those. Yeah, it has been yeah. a very very busy. Even though Maurice says kind of the same way, Nate doesn't respond to his emails. <laughs> <laughs> I've been responding lately, yeah, kind yeah. of. Nate's been Nate's been decent about it, but the last couple of months I have been absolutely swamped with not only work but uh, life in general. So I apologize, but uh, part of my goals for 2021 is I'm going to get back to those and uh, look for some internships, possible hirings uh, as well. So uh, we're hoping to continue to grow, obviously our businesses. And so we need your help to do that. So if y'all are interested at all, send Nate or me an email and I will just we'll, make it both of us. Yeah. We'll get back to you mm-hmm. eventually. <laughs> it's not going to go unnoticed. All right. So Nate or Charlie at goodmorningliberty.us, send that email over, sign up for Patreon, go to better help, take care of your mental health. Uh, go to master my trades, learn how to trade stocks. If this is the year 2021 is going to be your year that you're going to venture out and have that side gig then uh, make it trading because it's awesome. Uh, ask some of the people. I, I think Maurice has been killing it lately. Jeff and uh, has been making money. You know, lots Sam, of people in the Sam class. Sam is in there. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. Um, and so y'all, some of them been been doing better than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you outdo the teacher. Yeah. And that's the way it goes. And so it's you know these strategies, um, they're they're for you to learn. And so that's what we love doing. So go to Master My Trades, do all of that. Leave us that rating and review. And if you do all of it, then we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning liberty.